raspberry. That was all of us saying green tea with raspberry. Oh, that, can I have green tea with raspberry? Thank you. Um, Oliver is making tea for Alistair. Not You're myself, not, tea, not Jamie. Jamie. I'm, I'm not having tea. You're not a tea guy? Oh, I love tea. Okay. Just don't particularly feel like it right now. Uh, this enough. is the even worse idea of all time podcast. This is episode 44. Uh, the 44th time we've watched the movie. Mm. Not for Alistair. He's a scamp. Uh, this one, week, we have done something a little bit special. And I'm going to read out... Some email correspondence. Uh, you can, anyone can email us at the address evenworseidea at gmail.com, just like Andy B has done. Apologies, Andy B, for uh, not getting to this sooner. Uh, but he's, what he's done, I'll, I'll read you out his, his correspondence and, uh, and, and follow along and see what he's done. He, he's done quite the thing and has really shaken up our watch this week. Uh, the subject line is spice it up. Hello, you fine boys, John, Oscar, and Arthur. That's <laughs> not our names. <laughs> I am very much enjoying your podcast, but it seems that you're having a rough go of it recently. <laughs> Too bloody right, Andy B. I have made two special versions of Breaking Dawn Part 2 to spice up your next viewings of the movie. They are randomised. I got the timestamps for each of the 19 chapters of the movie and used them to mix up the order of the movie. Option one, all chapters are all jumbled up, including the end credits, which are midway through the movie. So that's pretty pretty zany. Uh, and option two, all jumbled up in a different order than number one and with the credits at the end. Uh, there's some admin in here about how he didn't want to send us a download link, so he's asking if it was okay, and we'd say, yes, 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 go ahead. Uh, I haven't dared to watch anything, mate. What's that? I'll download bloody anything. Oh, you could download some viruses then, Alistair. People, people send me... LimeWire links. Yeah, well, no, you got to be a bit more and careful. I just click download. You got to be. I more just see. I, I see the biggest button, and I yeah. go for it. No, you got to be a bit more safe on the web. No, actually, no. I've got firewalls. It's all. It's all good, bro. Okay. Uh, continuing Andy's email. Kathy antivirus software. So oh, you'll be, I'm, you'll be I'm sorted. Set. Nice. Uh, I haven't dared to watch them in full, but I did scrub through them to make sure it worked. How come you three had never mentioned Mr. Smoky Hands? That shit's whack. I'm pretty sure we have mentioned Alex Paralyzing Vapor. Yeah. Maybe we just referred to it as... I feel like we've talked about it as being smoke. Anyway, he's the one with the face like a smacked ass. Yeah, he is. So anytime you hear a reference to smacked ass, that's that's him. Um, I think- yeah, and also, he's a fucking tremendously underwhelming character because it's like, oh, he's got smoky hands. <laughs> And then he doesn't use... He uses them once to kill a minority and then fucking never again. Yeah. I, I also think that sometimes I, I don't know what we've talked about on podcast yeah. and what we've just talked about while watching the film. So maybe maybe we haven't gone into... I've got no idea of what I'm saying vapor of Alex. time. Tea time. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Tea time. Yes, Most please. dangerous of all, Alex Paralyzing Vapor. Yeah, that's the line. Alex Paralyzing Vapor there is described go. as most dangerous. Chuck it on the ledge, I reckon. Just to finish yeah, Andy's email here. One of two, he's actually sent a second email, which I'll, I'll read as well. Uh, anyways, I appreciate the podcast, and I hope you all make it to Ep 52. I assure you, Andy, we will. Uh, and as Paul F. Tompkins told the the worst idea of all pod, sorry, the worst idea of all time podcast, boys, please don't do a third season. I can also, <laughs> I, I think fear, that's probably bro. pretty unlikely as well. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'm bl- bloody hesitant to do another one yeah. of these. Uh, with love, Andy B from Houston, Texas. That was a lovely thing to receive from Andy. Someone's taken, taken the time out of their day uh, to re-edit the order of the film. So we watched option two uh, this evening. What he mentions there, so option two, just to uh, reiterate. All jumbled up. So all the scenes are in a different order. Uh, and the the credits the re- credits are at the end. We thought we would go with the the version that had the credits at the end first, but maybe next week we'll watch the option one. I got the horses in the back. Oliver's singing um, Old Town Road in the background. Uh, I'm just going to send. I'm just going to read if that's okay with everybody. Andy's follow up email, uh, just because he has a bit of correspondence in there, uh, not related to the film. Uh, and now for correspondence that is unrelated to Breaking Dawn I hope we're all having a good time in a place that treats the virus seriously that is true New Zealand has done a good job uh, regarding the novel coronavirus Uh, after the virus bullshit ends if any of you ever get to come to Space City that's Houston we've got NASA's Mission Control Centre here I'll buy you some beer or milk or something there are some killer brunch places here if that sweetens the pot or maybe I should come to NZ Got any good brunch places? We do. I was just saying to Oliver before, Wellington, where we live, more eateries per capita than the Big Apple itself, New York City. I saw that on a headline. Didn't read the article. Might be. Might not be true. Uh, what do you guys think about Rocket Lab? Uh, I don't know anything about Rocket Lab. Did you know much about Rocket Lab? Rock climbing? No, no. No, Rocket Lab. Quite a lot, actually. Uh, no, we'll move on from that. <laughs> uh, with love, Andy B. Oh, thanks, Andy. I love you. He also he had he had an idea for a cut of the film that I read out to Oliver earlier. Oliver, do you want me to read that part? Yeah. Yeah, dog. So basically, he says, "Back to Breaking Dawn Part Two. I hope you appreciate this in text form. But for option two, which is the vision we watched, when the end credits. So this is he he had pitched an idea of a of an ending to this version, um, but he he couldn't quite get it to work. Uh, and he says, uh, when the end credits started, my voice would appear, and I would start scrubbing through the time left in the video, going, Jesus Christ, it's still going. Then the video would close in, uh, in brackets uh, where I had Google Chrome open an incognito tab where I would put porn in the search bar. <laughs> the video ended with me looking at pixelated sensor porn going, oh yeah, this is the stuff. Well, Unfortunately, I was using a bullshit program and I couldn't get it to work. Oh well. Thanks anyway, Andy. Uh, reading it in text form is certainly pretty funny. Uh, a, a, a great concept. Oliver. Yeah. You have the mic now. Yowza. What did you think of Andy B from Houston, Texas, his cut of the film? What are you doing, Alistair? Are you just stretching? I the mic to say that Smacked Ass just got his head torn off. Why did you need to say that? Oh, because I wanted to... <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we're providing Andy B oh. with, the, with the, the the content that he wants. So... Which seems to mostly relate to the Smacked Ass. Yeah, and- just to clarify, the movie is still running in the background <laughs> as we record this. So... I guess I liked what was really good was there a sort of a jump scare where it went to Michael Sheen <laughs> running at some cunts and like shouting and it was his first appearance in the movie and it broke up some pretty tedious stuff and it was like a really like meta like Michael Sheen's running into fuck up fuck up some shit and I, think I think it went from Bella standing in the forest glowing to suddenly flames on an icy tundra I don't want to step on cunts toes Alistair that's your shining light isn't it Oh, yep, sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but I loved that moment as well. I guess I love... It's nice to start with a little, like, they were assembling people, so it's like, why are they doing that? Yeah. Tell you what, 
It still doesn't change the movie enough. <laughs> it's still very rigidly like these scenes are. It also throws you. Sorry, because because you feel like <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we've already had the conclusion to the battle, and so then when it came back to the point later on where the mm. battle was about to start again, I thought, no, 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 we've already done this. Um, yeah, that was all right. The one that made me particularly want to die was seeing the end scene of the film mm. before the halfway mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing them all wave goodbye and knowing you, you guys are coming back. Um, what was your shining light? So in, in some ways, Andy, <laughs> go fuck yourself because that, <laughs> that really hurt. Um, my shining light, I uh, haven't got it yet. We're, we're, we're still watching the movie. <laughs> so I'm going to let you know. That bit was pretty good. That bit was pretty good. This big chasm just opened up, and mamma mia, I hate chasms (laughs) in my life. You're always going on about it. Oliver's constantly rabbiting on about how much he hates when chasms open up under him. A very formative experience was at primary school. Um, I pushed a girl into a chasm by accident. What was her name? Uh, Sammy, and she died in the chasm. So I'm... uh, it's really about moving on from that that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like, I'm an advocate for safe for safe chasms, and indeed flat ground. I you think you should write that as a column. I, I've, I've got for a an online publication with the Guardian. Um, look, what is happening here is I'm loving the chasm scene. Uh, Jamie, what <laughs> what's your shining light, Jamie? Uh, my shining light was uh, a little uh, moment from Mr. Jay Jenks, played by Wendell Pierce, conveniently arriving near the start of the film this week, uh, thanks to Andy B's zany cut. Uh, and it was just a sort of weird moment, and I, I know I notice it every week because it's sort of a, I don't know. There's there's something slightly menacing about it, but. Bella goes to meet Jay Jinx, this corrupt lawyer. Um, corrupt. He is corrupt. He's forging bloody documents, mate. Yeah, but in a fun way. Like, he's not... Well, like, I don't know, like... I guess maybe he's a bit corrupt. I don't know if he's corrupt, because corrupt implies... He's dodgy. I guess corrupt is corrupt imply that you started off good. Not necessarily, but, like, there's some sort of perversion from... Anyway, I guess you can be born corrupt. Like he's just—he's just—he's a lawyer who just also happens to be a forger. Yes. Um, anyway, the shining light was that the start of the scene. Jay Jinx sort of pushes in Bella's chair as she sits down at this restaurant, and then he goes to also sit down. But we just sort of linger for a few seconds as he's sort of hovering over his chair and sitting himself down, and he's got this weird perverted smile on his face as he's doing heavy breathing. Um, it's quite a cheeky smile, though. Yeah, it is cheeky, like, but it's not, it's not openly like horny. No, it's just kind of like woohoo, like. But uh, but I don't know is what. Fun. I don't know what his intention with it is. No, is with that smile. Well, so, I, well, I quite like the smile as well because it comes right after he kind of awkwardly pulls Bella's chair out for, for her and then like pushes it back in, and Bella looks quite kind of nonplussed by that and doesn't really. Like, she's already sat down, and then he kind of does this kind of little token shove of the chair, and then sits down with this weird little smile. The whole thing's really awkward, yeah. Yeah. If there was a bit of music, it would be pretty normal, but it's like, he's like, really, it's like we're dwelling on that smile and being like, whoa, this is, I don't want to be in that restaurant. We just went back in the battle. Yeah, we never left. Well, no, but we were halfway through the battle, and now we've oh, just right. skipped back. Yes, yes, that's crazy. Edward getting I'm fucked the, up. I mentioned the luck mentally. of the draw to get two battle scenes in a row. 
yeah. Some of them fucking takes up half the film. No, but it's a. But it's, I would have thought it was mostly quite a long, big chunk. But um, really bad um, film. Real well, yeah. I don't know. One I like, thing I like about the battle is that they <sighs> they show little kind of like the flaming piles of vampire like on the battle. I think I mentioned that maybe once before, but. Like, when they do wider shots, there's just, like, flaming hunks of Carlisle. What? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, fuck it. He didn't get burned up early, didn't he? Let's start a band called Flaming Hunks of Carlisle. Okay. Sweet. Come to our gig this weekend, Flaming Hunks of Carlisle. What gig? Where and what venue is it's it? It's at Cuba Duper, which is a, fest- a festival in Wellington. Nice. Uh, yeah. Cuba Duper. <laughs> our genre is Scar. Oh, nice. SKA. Bang, bang, baby. Fourth wave. I'll be wearing checkered shorts. I'll be wearing nothing at all. And Oliver will be wearing a fedora. Alistair, what was your shining light of the film? Uh, I, already, I already did one, didn't I? Uh, Oliver mentioned it, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, 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 jar, the jar and cut to the battle. I've got you, got you buddy. Um, I got well, your back. Blow my back out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was being Reggie. Oh, yeah. Reggie was a youth pastor that came to our high school. Americans would say youth. Do they say no? They say pastor. I think they say pastor. I think, I think they say carbonara. No, no, there's no good. No, no. But it's Although, like pastor. Do you know in America they they refer to part like bits of pasta as noodles? It would be so nice. They would have a box of penne and they would say, "Pass me the noodles." Oh, even if they're like little. Yeah. Like like um, macaroni. Yep, they would call those noodles. No, they wouldn't. Yes, they would. You're, 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 Not all the time. But they think they would refer to the units as noodles. It'd be so nice. Andy B from Houston, confirm this for us. It'd be us. so nice if we went to Houston. I'd like to go eat brunch with Andy B. I'd love to have brunch noodles. and have two um, bottles of red wine. That's not that's, that's not that's not a brunch Just drink. Just really luxuriate in those Houston vibes. No, no. <laughs> Andy, if you could find us a brunch place that serves red wine. And, uh, I, I can bring my own. I've got. Uh, <laughs> depends if they are BYO. I've got big old pockets, and I'll say, "Take me to space, baby. Give me, put me on a rocket ship." I used to want to be an astronaut, and then I realised space is so scary, and you got to do all this research and stuff. And it's mm. just like, put me on the plane. Like you don't need to do that much admin. You just fly around a bit. I feel like, but you do actually. Astronaut is a very it. common thing for kids to want to be but not me I never once wanted to be an astronaut why not did you consider the possibility didn't, no it didn't cross my mind when whenever, when all the other kids were saying oh, I want to be an astronaut what did you like think I, the thing is I don't actually remember many kids saying that they wanted to be astronauts like, I, I don't know firefighters Tall was poppy big. syndrome is alive and well in New Zealand folks why <laughs> no I don't know I'm just saying I'm just saying shit I want to be a paleontologist <laughs> I remember kids in primary school saying they wanted to be paleontologists. Well, I really liked walking with dinosaurs. Mm. And I figured I could probably spin that into a career. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Why don't we start a Walking with Dinosaurs podcast? Oh, let's. Yes, please. Let's do it. Let's start a dinosaur let's do some of Jurassic content. Dinosaur of the week podcast. I think that. Oh. What's your favourite um, part of working with dinosaurs? Um, Kenneth Branagh's voiceover. Oh, when God. the no, I meant like, what's your favourite? Like, when the liar eats that like. Fuck yeah! 
Let's get a shout out for the low pleuridon. So the low pleuridon is this sort of late, dr- late. Everyone knows what the low pleuridon is, Oliver. We've all seen Walking the Dark. My favourite dinosaur is the Utah Raptor. I don't think nice. we because it's a big appear, raptor. I don't think they we have appear briefly seen it. in the um, in the episode where there's the big pterodactyl, um, and it flies over some Utah Raptors and they're eating an iguanodon and there's a pretty good shot of inside the. I think it's an iguanodon. I'm not certain, but there's a pretty good shot of inside. The iguanodon, and then you see the Utahraptor's face coming in, and it eats its heart or something. But it's pretty full on. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. Good I'm, stuff. I'm, it's often been said that the Utahraptor is the most full on of the dinosaurs. <laughs> I think Kenneth Branagh said that actually, not in Walking with the Dinosaurs. Um, he said it to me on the street, which oh, yeah? is weird. Yeah, yeah. Came, weird. came across he said Kenneth. To me. Kenneth. What did he say to you? Um, he said to me that I don't believe any dinosaurs are full on. Oh. In fact, he says, I don't believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> they were put there, their bones were put there by the devil. Ah, it was a tale of two Kenneths. Yeah. I saw him at Nai train station. Nice. I did a cameo. <laughs> you did a cameo. And Kenneth Brenner paid for it. From him. And, and I asked him for a birthday message and instead he... He sent me this creationist screed. Um, but well, that's on the other hand, I only paid for five minutes and I got two hours. So I consider it a great value for money. Bloody good. Um, I think that about wraps us up. If no yeah. one's wondering what Alistair's doing in the attic, he's just altered the fabric of time and everything's going all different. That's that's. Yeah, just, he's fucking around with a big machine. Just if anyone's wondering, that's, that's all I he's I was done. wondering, so I thank you for clearing that up. Just there might be people who are ticking enough who've got a spreadsheet every week. and um, This week I'm team Aunt Hui Len. Why? Nice. I'm going to be team Aunt Hui Len for the rest of the run, I think. <laughs> you can't, you can't. No, nah, you can. We established at the start that we can be on I know, but someone's you can't, team all the you while. Can't, you can be, but you can't. You can't make yourself. your mind up. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a high chance that'll okay, be the that's case. Fine. Right, I'm, team, team um, I'm team. I'm team. I'm team. Um, that weird, the, the the unconventional guy who says who waves. Peter. I'm team Peter. Yeah. Okay. Let, can I? I'm going to touch on that, right? Yeah. So Bella, and I know I noticed it this week. You know, 40, 44, sorry, 43, 44, 43, 44 <laughs> watches in because um, Andy B chucked it near the start of the film. But Bella says the nomads were the most unpredictable of the vampires. And we don't really fucking see them do anything. They don't do anything unpredictable. And then she says, especially Peter. And we don't see Peter do anything unpredictable any All he either. does, all he does is he waves. He all waves. he does at the end of the film is he waves he does as they the go to little, leave. It's a nice smile. I love his wave, but I was watching him like a hawk this week going, surprise me. Can I just say that waving when you say goodbye is anything but unpredictable? It's, very... it's not even a weird wave either. He doesn't even give it too much, you know? He just kind of raises a hand. It's like... Yeah, pretty normal wave, actually. I was going to pr- predict a wave... I mean, maybe he's subverting it. Maybe that's kind of what is so unpredictable about him is that most of the time he's a really normal dude. Maybe they just said hello and then he went, goodbye. That would be unpredictable, but oh, fuck, it doesn't seem that way. I think a real moment where I felt old was realising that a lot of my handshakes were very very much that Peter style, like you just raise your hand. Oppa Peter style. (laughs) 
as a kid you're much less self-conscious and you're like you go crazy with a hand wave. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. left and right i do a I bit like but fluttering my fingers at people <laughs> You've never done that to us. I did that to you today, James. No, you didn't. Oh, that's a lie. Do it now. You might have done it when you were outside. No, he does do that. He does. <laughs> He's trying to interface with some alien um, tech. Yeah, quite often Like kids a bio-organic will... spaceship, and he's, like, touching the fronds. You're away from the elbow from the shoulder. What it's do fucking you... nuts. From the... Oh, as a kid? Yeah. From the elbow. Like, just, you know. Yeah, fuck. If this is a very visual... No, but people can imagine it because people imagine us fucking waving at each Or if you wave from the shoulder, it's your whole bloody arm. There we go. I don't do that ever though. No, but I'm saying little kids. Did little, you even do that from the shoulder? That's so full on. Yeah, I feel you're like, like a snake. You're like if you're a... waving to someone from far away, uh, try, trying to get their attention. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't. You know, I'd text them in a closed room. Text them. <laughs> I was a child. I'm just. We're in the scene. Where Jacob is hitting on a not particularly responsive Bella. That's Edward is doing. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I just noticed that he did a sexy lip bite. And I thought, it's nice that he's still so geared up for this, despite the fact that she's, like, not vibing. I mean, I don't know. When I say nice, it's like, you know, obviously have a bit of respect there, mate. But, you know. Have we seen this scene? Yeah. No, not in the movie. Okay. I mean, we've seen it Jesus. 43 other times, <laughs> but no, this is the first time we're seeing it this week. It was just a, a sexy little lip bite, really. No. Thought, oh, that's nice for him. I hadn't seen it before. You're a sexy little lip bite. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're not. He's my, not. It's my Tinder bio. What is your Tinder bio at the moment? I don't have a Tinder at the moment. Oh, he's off the market, ladies. Is he? Mm-hmm. Are you? Oh, no. <laughs> just, I mean, just, I'm off the Tinder market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're on the... I'm a general in the, I'm on the marketplace of ideas I'd like to I go love, to I love the cut and thrust of debate <laughs> I love um, I want to go to the Tinder market and buy some pirated DVDs nice I'm going to go to the Tinder market and get some kindling nice um, Oliver what are you going to get at the Tinder market um crick of mints I'm going to get hot chips and roti that's babes. so good imagine having roti <laughs> And putting in gravy. Imagine having roti while you're having sex. Sounds good. Uh, it sounds all right because it's quite dry. You can like spread out on their back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> quite an elegant um, turn of phrase for me because you can sort of imagine what's going on there. <laughs> and I do not mind it. You evoke a powerful visual. <laughs> yeah. <image. laughs> Yeah. Good lord. Um, anyone out? <laughs> anyone out there? I don't know where else we can go. No, we'll go somewhere else. Go from Roti on the I back. just want to keep talking for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I love Oh, lo- shit's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the off, but then I want to look out. The out. credits are on double speed. It's this is so hard to watch. I honestly, it fucking barely seemed to make any difference that it was all in jumbled order. <laughs> Jumble to jumble. Like, That's going to be the name of the episode. It's such a fucking strangely strung together movie in terms of the pacing of it anyway. That like... Oh God, I don't the know. The scenes are quite long fucked. still. It's, so it's, um, yeah. it's fucked. You can't cut that battle down. And even if you did, it was... Oh God, I can't. Like, valiant attempt. 
I was loving it early on. Yeah. And then it killed me to death. It's just... I mean, I just I just don't think there's, there's kind of anything that can salvage the movie at this point. <laughs> I, think, I think it could pull one out of the bag in this late stage. But I think I'm very passionate that um, Alistair does not catch up to us. I want you to save yourself. I, I, yeah, look, I'm uh, very much on the same page as you. That it's really unlikely that Alistair will catch up. I would say that it's they're not the best of times. But okay, well, you shouldn't be revealing that. I want to feel like I'm letting you off the hook here because early well, I mean, on, I do appreciate. Early it. on, when you were you a young, certainly give me shit. When you were a young lad in the first blush of spring, you were trying to catch up. You know, you were watching it like five times in a day, and I thought, well, I, I tried, I tried that. I watched it about three times in a day, and then I just fucking. Passed out, be, just from the the psychic <laughs> trauma of oh, it was it was yeah. genuine. I woke up and I woke up feeling awful. So it, it was. I feel awful now. Akin to a night of heavy drinking, <laughs> in um, terms of how how much it just kind of put me out. And then yeah, it was bad. Well, I feel like it kind of it ma- it make well we we. When we started the season, we didn't know how much of a role Alistair was going to play because you were, at the time, living overseas. And the concept was that you would play a supporting role, checking in every now and again. So I feel like it's not too beyond the pale that you don't do the full 52. Yeah, yeah now I'm a professional rock climber, which takes up a lot of my time. I just feel it's important, because Alistair, as many listeners will know, is the least together of, of all of us. <laughs> he's, um, he's, not, he's not doing too well in his personal life. Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> by a, on a number of metrics, so that's, that's just facts. Who's so, the most? Who's the most? Uh, well, this has been discussed in previous episodes, so it's all, the canon's all been sorted out, but... Um, yeah, we don't don't want to put him through any more any more strife. He's, um, the, he's the moon on the album art, so like you know, the moon. We're the we're Oliver and I <laughs> boots on the ground with Robert Pattons and and, and Alistair is boots um, on the moon. Boots on the moon. Alistair's boots on the moon. What's your you favorite? Know, sometimes there. <sighs> Yeah, sometimes not. Well, no, the, the gravity is very low on the moon, so when I jump, I stay up for a long time. Do you like the moon? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish they'd let me back on Earth, but uh. You know, uh, laws are laws. I feel we can't change that. I feel like um, when the moon's big, it's so everything's too bright, and I'm like, lay off. I love that. Like I don't like city light pollution anyway, but the moon really is like is way worse, and it's like fuck you, nature. I like when the moon is so bright it casts shadows. Is that oh? That's the name yeah, of the song good. by Burning Pieces of Flaming Carlisle. I think if you're out, I think if you're out and about and it's a full moon, you feel like you can like there are no consequences <laughs> to your violence. Um, yeah, yeah. Laws don't exist when the moon is full. True. Don't know if you guys you knew can, that or not. You, just, you can claim lunacy. That's right. Alistair and I used to play a werewolf game on a forum with a man called Lunacy. And we always accused him of being the wolf, and we lynched him on the first round because he had Luna in his name. He eventually stopped playing with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it really took a heavy psychological toll on this man. Well, I mean, fucking pick a better <laughs> name than lunacy. I think maybe it meant a lot to him, and I think maybe we we judged him too harshly. Um, 
we'll we'll lynch that man. He's a bad guy and he was a werewolf quite a lot of the time. Oh, but that's just the luck of the draw, you know. I think I think I'd like to send out a big apology there. Yeah, but it's always just funny when you get someone in the first night and then they are the werewolf. And you're like, ah, L- listeners might also know that game as as mafia, and it's a really good thing to play. Um, Which always the mafia doesn't really go undercover. No, and it feels so like that always struck me as kind of why have you gone for mafia? It feels like there's less scope for storytelling as well. Yeah. I've played games called Mafia and then they're very werewolf themed. Like, what the hell's going on? Why are we in a village? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Commit properly to the noir vibe. Why are we in a village? Yeah. Mafia's not going to go after some blacksmith cunts. And Maybe. then, I, you know, I really sour the atmosphere. Industry. <laughs> um, anyway, it should be called Werewolf. Um, and that's. We're That's surprisingly back on topic because werewolves, werewolves are, in, uh, are in the Twilight, Twilight oh, break. Yeah, in Dawn Part Two. They're yeah, my favourite. Not werewolves though. No, they're shapeshifters. Shapeshifting to wolves. They're my favourite. They're my favourites. I don't like Jacob's behaviour, but Leah and Marjorie, they are Seth. Seb. Seth. Seth. The wolves were doing some great stuff in the background of the battle. This oh. week, I know they were just kind of running around and doing quite good violence. Bro, and I was like, oh yeah. Bro, I'll hit you with the, another little sh- highlight. Yes. My second shining light. You, I think maybe Alice mentioned it. It was really nice after the fight. It cuts immediately to a scene where the two like Russian vampires oh, yeah. are running with the wolves in the in the forest, and it's like. Oh my god, they were so angry about not having the war, but they've created this bond with these wolves, <laughs> and they're having a little play in the woods, and it's like, that's so good, because they're getting their anger out, they're physicalizing stuff, and they're like, whoa, hoppa! Um, and I loved that, and it made me feel good. Well, that's all one can really ask for, isn't it? Who, who's, who's got a question... <laughs> I've got a question. I've, uh, yeah. What is your favourite colour of starbur- a fruit burst? Uh, purple, but I haven't... Yeah, purple's best. Red's best. I like banana... Purple and red are on a similar level. Oh, red's... I like the orange. I like banana... No, you're because- for liking orange. Yeah, you are fucked. Oh, wait, maybe it's the green ones. It was one of the ones I didn't like as much as a kid. Yeah, green, green... My palette had developed. Often hits me <laughs> wrong, but it's nice as the tangiest of the family. I think it's green, probably. Um, orange is um, um, Anyway, banana plays a really important role because it's very mild... Sometimes you, you're having all these, like, tangier flavours, and then it can be a real nice, like, change of pace to have the banana. So I think it's really important, and I'd probably place it second just for its role as a team player. There used to be a peach one. I mean, Yeah, you know, you can still get peach, can't you? No. What? They were discontinued in 2003. No ass. Oh, my gosh. Alistair, naughty. <laughs> I, like, I like naughty. We should we be naughty? Hey, James, what is your favourite? Purple? Yeah, purple or red. Because purple was the one that replaced Peach. And, and it was like right. yeah, yeah, new yeah, kid yeah. on the block. And like people fucked with it. Like as a kid, if you didn't like purple, you were a, a freak. Yeah. I and like peach flavoured things a lot. But yeah, p- uh, p- p- purple or red. Happy, happy with either of those. I like purple because if you mould it a little bit, 
it's the spitting image of a nude grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> um, and I just love being able to... to, to grimace is always nude. He doesn't wear clothes. Carry out my dirty little whims. Huh, I imagined him in a tie. <laughs> and a brown that, tie. Did you know that Grimace uh, once had eight arms? Yeah.